0: When you Angie that. Download the free Angie Mobile app today or visit angie.com. That's angi.com.
1: Hey guys, welcome back to Thick and Thin with me, Katie Bellati. Hope you all are doing well. Having a nice week. I am finally back into my routine. I'm back into the swing of things, as they say, sitting here in my apartment completely alone, no (laughs) excess stimulation. I feel like the past few weeks of traveling, being at my sister's college, being at home with my parents, being at a wedding, Mexico before that, like just being in a place with a lot of people has really been a lot on my social battery. I'm definitely one of those self-proclaimed introverted extroverts because I really do thrive in group settings with new people, but only for a limited time. For a limited time only, I can be an extrovert, and then I need to be by myself. So I guess that might be introverted. I really don't know. Every personality test I've ever taken has always identified me as an extrovert, but I really do appreciate my alone time, and I need it. I crave it. It's just what I need to become me again, and that being said, I can't have too much of it because then I might go insane, but I've been really appreciating the past few days of being back in my routine, on my own, doing my thing, and I finally feel like I can breathe again, like things are back to normal. I am traveling again in two weeks for Memorial Day. I'm going back home again to Maryland, which is a good trip because it's going to be Obviously, wholesome going home with my parents, bringing two of my friends along so they can experience my hometown. I feel like slowly but surely, I've been bringing all my friends back to my hometown. It's almost like a hometown date on Bachelor, but with my friends, which is fun. It's always cool to see where people grew up and it just tells you a lot about them. So that's my next travel experience. But aside from that, I'm really not going anywhere. Like all of June, I'm here in New York, which is going to be so great. I mean, obviously things come up and you never know, but I'm actually, I'm so excited to just be here. (laughs) Like I just, there's nothing sweeter than knowing that you have your routine and you don't have to like move things around and cancel things and be remote when you want to be in person. And it's just all that. So we're doing well. Things have been great. This week I've actually done a lot of fun creative work, which is just the bread and butter of what I want to do. If you ask me what I want to do most in this world, it is to just create things and be creative, which is so vague. And I know it sounds extremely vague, but I just like to use my creative juices, have them flow and not feel like I have to do all this tedious work that I don't wanna do which obviously sounds like the most perfect thing in the world and we know it's not possible to do that all the time but this week I've done a lot of creative things which is really it's just good it's good for my energy good for my mojo and the weather has been nice so it's been great today actually I ran around soho with a model one of my clients is a fashion brand it's a upscale bohemian fashion brand and they they reached out to me a few like 4 months ago I think I've been with them now in dire need of just transforming their social media presence they just they needed help with TikTok and with all the apps that i'm still struggling to understand but slowly am and figuring out how to tap into just the resources we have here because being in new york you can just duck out of your apartment turn one corner and you have a beautiful set to shoot something in. And I feel many brands that are based in New York do not utilize that nearly enough. They go into a studio with white walls, which obviously it makes sense for certain shoots. But I think when you have this, it's a cityscape. Like people create this in sets in LA. (laughs) They actually create New York in a set because they want to have that obviously for a movie and for various photo shoots as well. But here we actually have the real thing. So today I shot... I believe it was five different looks for social media so we did a, a lot of iphone shots because i found iphone photos and videos just perform so much better than dslr stuff actually i figured that out a few years ago on my own channels like on my own social media and i've noticed that brands have slowly started to figure that out too and tap into that if you look at like love shack fancy and Cult Gaia, sometimes Cult Gaia is still pretty produced, but there's a lot of brands. Like, why can't I think of any? Something Navy, who I love, free people. There are, a lot of people are utilizing the whole like, let's just take photos in the behind the scenes And you can really see Just with the iPhone Like I just whipped up my phone And here's what I got So we ran around Soho Shot a lot of iPhone stuff Some DSLR stuff I got out my old camera Dusted her off And shot some stuff It was me And this beautiful model Named Kaylee We found Well she had actually done Some stuff with Fake Like long ago In the past And we Contacted her and shot a bunch of stuff all throughout the city. It was so fun. We just like ducked into random corners and I got to really let my creative juices go, which is so fun. And I kept thinking to myself, I'm like, I'm getting paid to do this. This is crazy. Like, (laughs) it's really fun. At my previous corporate job, I would never have been able to do this. Like, I worked with models, but it was all very produced, just very high stakes, very expensive. And this afternoon, we just all we had to do was pay for the model costs. And myself and another girl from the office, we just we ran around Soho and shot a lot of stuff and it was so fun. My allergies are definitely not happy with me right now, or my sinuses rather, because I feel like the pollen has been just insane recently and I was outside for like three hours. So yeah, not doing great in that regard, but otherwise my morale is high. So things are doing well this week, but I will say in the past few weeks, I have not been feeling so high spirited. I feel, I mean, if you listened to last week's episode, you know I was kind of a wreck. Like, I was really just doubting everything, doubting myself in so many ways, thinking, did I make the wrong choice with my life being in New York? Would college Katie be happy with where I've ended up? And I was reminded of this whole mindset where I was last week, again, when I was walking through the park earlier today and saw a sea of purple because NYU's graduation, I believe it was just maybe one of their ceremonies was today because I believe you could choose to do tomorrow. I don't know what the deal is. I just know my school was tiny and we still had two graduations. So I can imagine NYU, which is a bit bigger, has many. I don't really know. They were in like a stadium. I saw some videos, I really don't know. But I know that a lot of people graduated today and their color is purple. So I saw a sea of gowns in Washington Square Park. Maybe Taylor Swift was one of them. I'm not sure. But she got her honorary doctorate and she gave a speech today and I saw it. It was just amazing. And I believe – I really do believe that there was an Easter egg at the end when she said, welcome to New York. It's been waiting for you. I mean, obviously, NYU makes sense. Graduation makes sense. But also, Easter egg, maybe. Maybe 1989 Taylor's version is coming soon. Who knows? But aside from that, was seeing all these people that had just graduated and thinking about, once again, myself – four years ago, graduating and going out into the world and all that I've done in the four years I've been out and just processing all of that and wondering, obviously, two years of my four have been spent largely in the pandemic. But that being said, four years, have I done what I thought I would do? Four years is a blink in the grand scheme of a life or many lives, at least. So Is it all that serious? Like, do I really need to consider, like, did I make any wrong turns in the past four years? Because I'm sitting here and I'm pretty darn happy. Obviously, I have my moments and I don't think that happiness is a straight line. I really do think it ebbs and flows and I think that's normal. I really do. Because I have moments where I surge with happiness. I feel so lucky, so grateful, so happy, so challenged in a good way. And going on the up and up and then I have other moments where I'm just not the same person as I was the day before when I was thinking those things. I feel like I'm just crashing and burning and everything's wrong and the alarm bells in my head are going off. And truly recently, a lot of the time I've been feeling really flighty, you know, the whole fight or flight situation. I think I might have said this in last week's episode, but I often fantasize about just giving up all my worldly possessions and moving into a cottage in the middle of a forest somewhere and quitting my job and dreams and all of my ambitions, just like throwing them to the side to just do nothing. And it's nice to think about it sometimes. It's nice to think about living a quieter, less stressful life on hard days. But I know in my heart that I'll never do it. I'll never do really anything close to that, really, because I know myself and I'm stubborn and I, I need to be challenged. And I need to be in a place like New York City and I do feel alive and happy here most of the time. But there are moments where I just I can't see straight. I'm like everything. I'm just seeing red. I'm <laughs> literally just so exasperated that I just picture this quaint, quiet life that I could potentially live if I just chose differently.
0: when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's I.com.
1: But here's the thing. I posted this on Instagram today. I had written this down in my notes a few days ago and I'm revisiting. So our fears, the fears that we have, they can be pretty darn loud. And mine always say things like, what if this was a mistake? Like what if taking on that extra freelance client or quitting my job or saying yes to this thing that someone asked me to do, what if that was a mistake? What if I'm going to regret it for the rest of my life? What if I can't do it? What if I am a total imposter and the people that trusted me to do this, the people that hired me or the person that decided to make me their girlfriend or a friend of mine who trusted me with something, like what if they regret asking me? What if they see right through me and realize that I'm not capable? What if – I say something in a meeting and no one agrees with me. What if I post something on social media thinking it's the funniest thing ever and everyone just stares and are like, Katie, what the heck is this? What if I go broke? What if I literally am bankrupt tomorrow? Like these are all the things that my fears scream at me on really like an every other day basis or every other hour basis sometimes. And my fears can be pretty darn loud. And they don't just tell me these things when I'm working or dating or going through a hard day. In my super serious adult life where so much feels like it's on the line with being on my own financially and legally and all that, my fears, they scream at me during my free time too. (laughs) Like the moments that are supposed to be sweet and good and light and airy and beautiful and without checking my email, without thinking about work that needs to be done, I still hear these fears. They still sound alarm bells in my head. And maybe they're like a bit fainter on these particular days, but I still hear them. Nonetheless, they're there. They're always present, just nagging me and trying to ruin my good time. <laughs> like, And I realize, though, if I'm spending all of my time, my serious like work-dedicated time and also my carefree, fun-dedicated time worrying and listening to those nagging Fear alarm bells sounding? Will my entire life just be consumed by worry? Will my worry literally swallow up the entire thing whole? Will it even leave me a crumb behind of happiness for me to enjoy without fear, without thinking, like, oh, what if? Like, can I even enjoy a margarita (laughs) or, like, you know, I love my dirty martinis. Like, can I even enjoy a dirty martini or a night out with friends without worry? Um, the answer is no, (laughs) I guess not, but I'm trying, I'm really trying to listen to the voices less, but I did, I just, you know, I just want to put this out there because if you like me are a massive worry wart, that's what my parents have called me in the past. You're not alone because I feel this way all the time, but I also, I do know deep in my soul that it's a survival instinct. It's self-preservation trying to keep yourself alive, right? Like it's an ancient tale as old as time, but it still makes me feel insane because I see my friends and other people living carefree in many moments and I wonder like how do they do that? How are they doing that and not freaking out? I mean maybe they are internally and I just don't know, but yeah, so if you're a worrywart, join the club. <laughs> but okay, let's stop complaining and offer some solutions. That's what I try to do on this podcast. I know it's like a virtual diary entry of sorts. That's what I kind of do here. It's like an insider's look into like what I would write in a diary. That's what this podcast, I'm trying to make it. I'm, I've been shifting over the years, you guys know. But I guess the solution or what I try to do is stop often to remind myself of how proud I am of myself and how brave I am for continuing on even though I'm scared, even though the fear is present, being able to throw that in my backpack and keep trekking up the hill, that is bravery. And that is a lot harder to admit to yourself like that it's something you should be proud of because it often feels like the fear shouldn't even be there to begin with, but I think it's present in a lot of us. I really think it's something a lot of us carry with us. But I try to do this. I try to tell myself all the time how proud of myself I am, remind myself that I'm literally only one person and I'm doing the best I can. In some moments, I'm content with this. This is fine. It sits well with me. I'm like, okay, I'm proud. I'm only one person. I'm going to close my laptop and go to bed at a decent hour because I'm only one person and the work will be there tomorrow. Okay, I tell myself that. I'm content with it. It's cool. I don't need anything else. But then other moments, other days, everything completely flips on its axis and I'm terrified. I'm an imposter and I'm not enough, literally, all at once. And it's it's scary. But I okay, I want to tell you guys a story. I wrote this down in my notes. <laughs> I wrote college story, and I know exactly what I was thinking of. I like write little tidbits of notes for a podcast episodes. so it's not just like totally crazy and like madness, but I wrote college story and I know exactly what this story is. So, okay, we're going back in time. When I first started at my college, Elon, Elon University in North Carolina, small school. I always say that when people ask. So I started at college back in 2014 and I was a freshman. We had this like new student ceremony. I think it was called induction. Con- oh, convocation. That's what it was called. I really could not think of this when I was really just thinking hard about this memory last night. So convocation, it was this thing, like a few days into move-in weekend. So we were all gathered in our orientation groups. We had orientation leaders, our OLs, and like we each had a group. And I remember this distinctly. Well, I actually don't really remember my full orientation group. Some people became BFFs with their orientation group and were like together till the end. I was not like that. But I remember we all sat in these folding chairs for this convocation ceremony under these massive oak trees in the middle of campus, it was called the historic section of campus. It was so unbelievably hot this day. I recall it distinctly. It was so hot. It was had to be August or September. But it was like so hot, (laughs) and we were sitting under these trees, and so many people were hungover because a lot of people had gone to parties. I actually was like perfectly pristine, sweet baby angel Katie, wearing her best dress and winged eyeliner, sitting in this chair, so excited about freshman year. I was so excited to reinvent myself at college and come back from high school and show everyone that I was so cool, you know. So we were sitting there, and our president came on stage and was beginning to talk about. How exciting our next four years will be, and cracking jokes and wearing his absurd outfit. I feel like professors, when they're doing any sort of professional thing or graduation, convocation, any sort of ceremony, they have to wear these absurd outfits with like the funniest hats. Like, who decided? that that would be a thing that college professors would have to wear on their heads. And I guess the graduation cap thing is also funny, but there's, I actually, I researched that and did a whole deep dive Google search at my sister's graduation about why graduating seniors wear the hats. That's a whole different story. So back to this ceremony. So convocation, he was up there, our president talking all about school and talking all about four years and how proud we're gonna be and all that stuff that usually they do. And he went into talking about, the word Elon, which is what my college is called, and now obviously Elon Musk. Everyone knows who Elon Musk is. No relation to my school, by the way. People always ask me that. Zero relation, except one time someone tweeted Elon Musk and said, Elon, did you know that there's a college called Elon? And he essentially said like, no, I've never heard of it. And that was like the talk of the town, that tweet for a while. So anyway, president of my college, he was going into detail about the origin, all that boring stuff, but he also said something that really stuck with me. He said that Elon, four letters, it means oak tree in its Hebrew origin. So I wonder if Elon Musk knows that. Anyway, so he was talking about this and he gestured up above us to the huge oak trees that were literally right above, like the branches were so massive and so full that you couldn't see the sky. In this ceremony like it was still baking hot and humid and disgusting but like you could not see the sun because the trees were so huge so he probably said a lot of other things about oak trees and how i don't know strong they are and things like that but all i really recall about the speech after he told us the origin of the name elon was when he held up something in his hand and i it was so tiny like you really could not see what he was holding up it was this tiny little thing and it was an acorn And he said, he's like, this massive oak tree above us, like the many of them that there are on my campus, had started out as this tiny little acorn. And each of us at school was just one of these tiny little acorns. And throughout our lives, we'd be harvested and grown into massive trees if we have the patience and the will to work and all that stuff. And on the way out of the ceremony, we were each given an acorn, which is honestly like the cutest thing ever. They like handed out these acorns on our way out. And some people were just like so hungover, they like didn't even grab one, I bet. Like I remember talking to my friends and they don't know where theirs are. But I kept mine in my jewelry box until senior year. And I don't know where it is now, probably like disintegrated in the bottom of my old jewelry box, but it was a sweet gesture. I tend to hold on to things, so I obviously wasn't going to get rid of it. But fast forward four years to when I graduated, okay? I walked across the stage, graduated shook some hands, didn't do anything crazy. I was at my sister's graduation last week and some kids did some crazy stuff like as they walked off stage cuz obviously it's all filmed and you see it on the big screen and everyone's watching. So some kids did like backflips. One, I believe it was a guy. I like kind of missed it, but my parents were telling me about it. This kid like took up a shot, like did a shooter. Anyway, I just was focusing on not falling. So I walked across stage, shook the hands. And then on the way out of graduation, we were given another gift. We were given a tiny little baby tree. Well, I guess it was a sapling. That's like the technical term for it because it was still, it was a baby. It wasn't quite a tree yet. It was a sapling. So it was just like, I remember the skinniest little trunk, like a little stick. Looked like a stick in a box with like three little leaves on it. In this cute little white box. So the same president that had greeted us freshman year when we were all sitting under the oaks, baking in the heat, told us, he said, this is how much we've grown in the past four years, which it's so freaking cute now that I think about it. The whole acorn to the tree thing, like very cute gesture, very symbolic. But yeah, I mean, I was thinking about it from a tiny little baby acorn you couldn't even see from sitting in your seat when he was holding it up. And now he was holding a sapling that we had grown into. Still small, but larger and still growing. And I just thought it was the cutest thing. And I remember many of my friends that we all got one, okay? Everyone on campus that graduated got a sapling. And a lot of my friends died in the car, like on the car ride home or got squished by something or... They didn't even know that the tree was real or like it was just a lot of different things. But my dad was very invested in the sapling. He was very into it. He kept it, I remember, on the center console of the car when we drove home. Like he put the tree on the center console of the car. And he was like, he referred to the tree as a as a he and as an Elon. Like he called it Elon. He decided it was a, a boy. So anyway, very parent thing to do. So I was already like miles away in my head though. I wasn't even thinking about this tree. I wasn't even thinking about the drive home. I was thinking about moving to New York and starting my life as a college student does, you know? So, okay, here's where I'm going with this story about the tree. You guys are probably like, what does this mean? So as you guys know, I was home in Maryland last weekend for like 48 hours, and I was having a tough go of it. If you guys listened to last week's episode, you know I was just so conflicted, just really going through it, was doubting myself, emotional, and just like could not figure out why. And I was having a moment one of the days when I was home. I was doing a lot of work. I had like 17 things on my to-do list, and I was so overwhelmed, and I was sitting out in our sunroom back home. My parents call it the conference room when I'm home because I literally close the door and I just trap myself in there and try to get as much done as I can. So I was in that room, in the sunroom, and I was working and my dad knocked on the glass of the sunroom and I got so annoyed in that moment because when anyone interrupts me, I turn into the biggest bitch to ever live. I'm just so pissed <laughs> I got interrupted. So I turn around and my dad like pokes his head in and I almost snapped at him. But luckily, before I even could, he was like, have you checked on Elon recently? He was like, have you checked on your sapling? And I truly had forgotten that this tree, this sapling had even existed. I forgot that he had planted it. Truly, like the end of senior year graduating to my first year of real life, it's just all a blur. I like don't really remember specifics. So I guess at some point he had planted the tree in our backyard we have a lot of like various shrubbery in the backyard. My dad is a big landscaping buff. Like he loves to like tell people about how he transformed our backyard. It's like his favorite thing. So he was like, let's go check on Elon. And I was annoyed because I had work to do, but I'm like, okay. And he's like, let's go visit him. I'm like, you are so cute. So we walked down in my backyard to the spot where I like vaguely remember. Like I, a part of me does remember him planting it, but a part of me like does not at all. So – I figured like if this tree was there, like I didn't even know, but if it was like it definitely has been eaten by animals or like has fallen into the river because it's literally my backyard's not huge because we live on like a slope and it goes down into the water. Like I live on the water, so there isn't a ton of room for activities in terms of like landscaping. So I thought for sure if this plant had been planted, it wasn't there anymore. Like it hadn't survived. But I looked down. Around like the low shrubbery where I thought that it might be because it was so small when I first got it. And I'm like, four years, like, that's not enough time for it to really grow that much. Like, it's definitely still a tiny little thing. And my dad was like, no, look up, Katie, look, <laughs> like, look up. So I tilted my head up and I looked and I saw a freaking tree. Okay. Not a sapling, a tree. It was definitely, obviously, still a skinny tree because it's only been four years, but it had a ton of leaves. It was eight feet tall. My dad said he's measured it. Of course, like dads are the funniest things. Measured it. It's like eight and a half feet tall or something. Elon grew. Elon is like a literal taller than a human being or many human beings. I don't know any eight feet tall people, but I'm assuming they exist. So it was just wild. Like Elon had so many leaves. I noticed he was just like standing up, chilling, not even really swaying too much in the wind And it's only been four years since I got it. Like four years since it was a little baby sapling with like two leaves on it. And he has grown so much. And I stood there looking at this thing. My dad's so proud of his creation because he like takes credit. He literally cares for this tree. Um, And it, it truly, guys, it truly made me stop worrying for a second, which says a lot because you guys know from the top of the episode that I worry quite a lot. And looking at this tree made me stop dead in my tracks and just focus on the tree for a second. Like so many serious things were going on upstairs. I Serious in air quotes because like obviously everything feels so much more serious than it might be. Like so make or break. So the end of the world if it goes wrong. Like so many serious things were going on upstairs from this place where Elon was sitting. Like serious emails in my computer with subject lines that say like urgent in all caps and then all my to-do lists on top of to-do lists on top of to-do lists and my notes section of my phone, like so many things, so many texts that I haven't answered, so many things about stress, like just everything stress was up there. But down here where I was standing, like with the tree, Elon was just focused on growing, just focused on making it another day and growing, getting bigger, getting stronger. And that's really it. Like, do trees really think all that much about the stress of life? Like, do trees think? I don't know. <laughs> I guess it depends on who you ask. But Elon was just chilling, focusing on growing, reaching towards the sky. That's really the only goal. Like, do trees even worry about getting blown over and swallowed up by the river or getting eaten by an animal? Like, do they worry or do they just focus on that growing? And I, I read this quote literally the same day, guys, that I also wrote down in my notes. The same day. It was just meant to be when I was browsing Reddit. I'm in this quotes forum on Reddit that I love. And I saw this quote, and it said, Don't judge each day by the harvest you reap, but by the seeds that you plant. And Robert Louis Stevenson said this. He was a Scottish novelist, essayist, poet, and travel writer. Don't judge each day by the harvest you reap, but by the seeds that you plant. Wow. Tattoo that on my freaking forehead because I focus so much on the harvest or the lack thereof and not at all on the things that I'm doing every day. All the, the things on my to-do list that I'm checking off, even small little baby things like just taking my clothes out of the dryer or matching my socks, like just the small things. Seeds are literally being sown everywhere we look. I was looking out my window earlier when I was rolling up. I have these two shades that I put up in the morning like one is a blackout and one's a, a sh- more sheer one. So I moved the blackout all the way up and I put down the lighter shade so I can still have some sunlight in here. And I was looking down at like all the people walking around because there's always a million people walking everywhere. And I thought to myself, like that person is sowing a seed right now that I don't know anything about. Very sonder. Okay, we're back to that again. But when I literally just lift one weight over my head, like this morning I was doing some stuff at the gym, I lifted one weight over my head, just one rep, that is a seed. When I send one email, even if it's just to cancel a subscription or something, it's a seed. When I text someone and I tell them how I really feel about something and I don't hold back, that's a massive seed. Seeds are literally being sown wherever we look. And it might not appear this way or might sound like a whole lot of hubbub. But every single day, we are growing a little taller like my freaking tree, Elon. <laughs> it might be hard to see, though, from where we're standing, but we are growing, even if it doesn't feel like it's been enough time or we've done enough or we have all this worry that is just like, packed into our skulls and we like can't do anything besides worry. It's easy to look at how long and how treacherous the road looks into the future, like in front of us, all the stuff we have to do in our lives still. How many more years of work we have to do, how long it's gonna take us to get there, too. But, you know, we forget all the freaking time to look behind us and see how many of those past seeds that we planted, that we sown, that we sowed, is that how you say it? Have grown into these large, confident trees in our life. This apartment that I'm sitting in right now is a tree, and the seeds I planted so far back. Like I've been planting seeds ever since the first time I visited New York back when I was like seven years old. And, you know, yesterday I felt the worry creeping back in again, because even if I have these moments of clarity, when I was with my dad looking at this tree and thinking about how life isn't all that serious. It really isn't. Like it is, but it doesn't need to feel that way all the time because is that even a life if I'm just constantly like battered down by worry, by fears? But as I felt it creeping in again yesterday, because it did, it came back, I just closed my eyes and I thought about the damn tree, okay? It's really not all that serious. Like I just have to sometimes... Let everything else fall away for a second and just focus on growing those seeds that I've sown. Focus on those seeds themselves and remind myself, even the littlest little baby things that I do in a day, that's a huge step in the right direction towards growth, towards just being the tree. <laughs> like I'm so spiritual today. You know, I just have to focus on growing and doing the best I can because at the end of the day, I really can only do that much. Okay It isn't all that serious guys I just have to I always try to remind myself of that Because I feel every Little thing Every little mistake Is the worst Thing in the entire universe I can't forget it I can't sleep I'm like just so a Simpson over it That's just me Whenever I make Any sort of mistake Like I, I do think about it I dwell on it I'm a perfectionist I'm always thinking about work And what needs to be done And I just I need to focus on living a balanced life with boundaries. Boundaries are really hard for me, but I think shifting my mindset and thinking more about those seeds that I sow every single day, those little steps that I take, that when you look back have grown you into a much larger tree than you would ever imagine. Like When I went down to look at the sapling, I really thought it was going to be like still three inches tall, but it was eight feet tall. I think we just are so focused on Certain things in our life that we we don't realize how much we've grown. We don't realize how those seeds have really transformed us and how ourselves, the version of ourselves that we were, like eight years ago, would look at this version of ourselves now if we weren't us and we were a different person. like think of us like, I don't know, me at like fourteen years old, seeing a girl that was twenty six and had her own company and was doing cool stuff. I would look at that girl as a 14-year-old and feel inspired and intimidated at the same time, thinking, oh my God, this is incredible. This girl's cool. But now at 26, I'm just so focused on like the 36-year-olds and like people that are have their own multi-million dollar businesses and are doing all this stuff and have like a beautiful family that they post on the internet. And I'm like, how on earth did you freaking do that? And I forget to think about that 14-year-old version of me. That would look at me now and think this girl has it all. You know, the grass is literally always greener. I feel like I'm really going into the nature analogies today, aren't I? But we have to remember those seeds and remember how far we've come because focusing all of our energy towards looking out and up and the worry fueling us, pushing us towards that like worry does push you in a way it, it pushes you towards decisions that you wouldn't make if you weren't so consumed by it like if i chose things not out of fear but out of desire and out of excitement how would my life look like i hope that you me all of us we make more of our decisions motivated by these things motivated by believing in ourselves and having a little bit of faith a little bit of hope a little bit of trust in our lives and in our what we care about, like what gets us out of bed in the morning, what we actually like to do, trust that feeling and run with that and make decisions based on that and have boundaries. Like, I hope we do that more than letting the fears push us forward because fear can push you forward, but it might be down the wrong path. Okay. If we make some decisions out of fear, a lot of times we can end up further down our path, but it might not be in the right direction. It might, end us up somewhere or we realize we don't belong. And like maybe society looks at us and sees something that's successful, but we don't feel right about it at all. And I just hope for myself in the next decade, two decades, three decades of my life, I sit with my choices and where I've gotten myself and I'm happy about it. I'm proud of where I've come and I've known that there's been some rough situations along the way, like some hard choices I've had to make, but that I made them motivated by believing in myself and knowing that if I trust myself and I applaud myself for all the seeds that I've sown and all the good things that I've done for myself and not fully motivated by other people and what other people will think, because that's like the majority of my fears stem from other people and what they think of me and what they'll say. Like, I just hope that I lean into myself a bit more and grow my own damn tree, okay? (laughs) And not grow the trees of other people all the time because you have to focus on your own growing, your own growth before you can focus on other people. It's like when you're on the plane, you have to put your mask on before you can put someone else's on and help them, you know? Anyway, guys, (laughs) that is my long-winded story slash realization because this is the year for me of realizing things I guess I'm always realizing something every episode I feel like now but we're getting closer to the ultimate truth which who the heck knows what that is but anyway guys thank you so very much for listening to this interesting episode about trees and seeds and sowing and um fear what else did I talk about? A lot of random stuff, but thank you for coming along on the journey of this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed, took something from it. Let me know what you guys think of this episode by DMing me. I love reading your DMs about my podcast episodes. This one and my other podcast Match Made in Manhattan, which comes out on Fridays now. So thank you guys for listening, and I will talk to you all in my next episode of Thick and Thin on Thursday. Bye.